sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. What's up, people? This episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by Boz Executive Transportation. Boz Executive Transportation provides the best chauffeured service in town at reasonable prices. Boz has sedans, SUVs, vans. He can get you a motor coach bus, motor coach bus up to 57 passengers. Um, he provides transportation to the airport, birthdays, weddings, dinners, uh, nights out, charters to concerts. Um, Boz has got you covered for all that stuff. So if you need a ride, give a call to our man Boz um, at 904-887-0763. Or he says you can message him on Twitter. His his handle is at Jax Boz, J-A-X-B-O-Z, Boz Executive Transportation. Dun, 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 dun. It's up, a boys? W. What's it's up, a, boys? We got us a dub. A dub. It's the big dub. It's the bold. It's the bold take. We've got all three um, hosts here. We've got Dilla. We've got yeah, Cap, buddy. We've got Sauls. What's up? We've coming off a of, buck the Titans. Coming off a big win Titans. against the fuck ass Titans. Man, we haven't beaten them in forever. How tight was that, uh, bro? It was today. Would have been a thousand days since we beat them if <laughs> if we didn't beat them. <laughs> a thousand days, dude. My son. That's was, too long. My bro. son was not There's alive, kids. dude. That's insane. <laughs> that's what i'm saying there's kids walking and talking yeah since the last time like they're, they're born that are walking and talking and never seen us making fucking uh, making baskets and everything uh, that's just it, 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 and that's that's so freaking pitiful man yeah. like to, <laughs> that, it, that it went that long yeah because they're not that good of it no sure. their I mean, average is the day is long but it's kind of interesting so. I, I think like i don't know if you guys saw avery jones even hit on it like when he, he was talking to philip uh at the athletic yeah he even said like Bro, they've been waxing us forever. Like, <laughs> so, like, how did, like, you know how we feel. Like, they're admitting that. So, you know yeah. how they feel. So, like, the relief, I think, on that and, like, how much that might help smooth everything out if, like, the trends that we're kind of here and get there uh, make you feel. But it was dope, man. That, w- that was awesome. It's been a long time and it's, it was really, really fun. The season just continues to get like it started out weird. I think we touched on it obviously in one of our previous episodes about how fucking weird the first week was. Yeah. And then how, you know, the second week was pretty, you know, pretty normal but but also weird because of the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Still. And then this week we just took it to a whole nother level with with Jalen Ramsey's trade request. And um so I kind of wanted to just touch on kind of kind of wanted to put just the atmosphere almost on record of how like crazy that game was last night i wasn't really expecting it to be the way that it was there was a lot of wild shit going on and i wrote a little list i just wanted to touch on them just to kind of almost like a time capsule of last night because it was that fun and that awesome um so i'm gonna get to a little list here um the first thing on the list is at our tailgate, obviously the NFL network that you guys set up, John, um, you know, having them at our tailgate was, was awesome. Brought a bunch of people, brought a bunch of energy signs, um, all that stuff. MJD is there. We had like hall of fame chants going, which was awesome. Um, 
Michael Irvin is over there at the Zona's tailgate having tacos. Um, we're roasting the the mayor of Jacksonville on with signs. <laughs> uh, my, uh, our guy John, who's a big fan, shout out to John. He's he's roasting them. Uh, shout out to Mark as well. Mark, our boy Mark from Jax is roasting them with signs. Uh, you know it, when our when our mayor is is getting roasted by a guy who. Um, kind of infamously dove into a pool of mayonnaise a couple years ago. Um, you know, it's going to be a fucking weird night. Um, and speaking of Lenny Curry, is I think Teal Man might be the uh, the Lenny Curry of Jaguars fans. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> you gotta love a nice organic fan, man. Yeah, yeah, nice and wholesome. <laughs> really, you know, I, I got, I got. So when I put that out there. Uh, kind of tweeted that video out and it's like lol what the hell is this um you know some people started to reply and they're like oh what do you have against teal man like other than the fact that he's you know other than the fact that he's teal man and and but here so here's my thing so i i just want to go on record with it i feel like this is a good time to take 30 seconds and do this okay i don't know the guy personally um it's not even so much like the fact that he gets all painted up and that he's, you know, super into it. Um, you know, I've just had probably a half a dozen or a dozen people tell me that the guys just started coming to Jag games, like just moved to town and, you know, like kind of came up with a shtick like immediately. And here he is. Now people are like, Hey, well, who cares if he just came to town and who cares if he just became a fan, we should be embracing all fans. And I'm like, Absolutely. Uh, I think anybody who really knows me and who's come out to a tailgate or a BCB event, I embrace everybody, like whatever. I, I don't, I really don't think of myself as like a better fan than anyone else. That has nothing to do with my perspective on people like that guy. I just, so with that in mind, as somebody who does so much, like, and, and you know, put so much time and energy into kind of the fan base and, and, and things like that. I just I get frustrated by people who like are total self promoters. <clears throat> like it's so clear that somebody is like, "Hey, look at me! Yeah, I'm the number one fan." Yeah. You know, and I just I that 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 always kind of annoys me, and it's not because I'm jealous. Like, trust me, I got nothing to be jealous about with you. Man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like it like it has nothing to do with that. It's, I had some one guy like. Oh, you just wish you were in a video. Oh my like, god! Dude, I, I How many videos have you been in, dog? Like, come and, on. Right. Well, and, and no. And, and in fairness, <laughs> like I've turned down so many of them because I, I just like that is not what it's, I, I don't do any of this for that. You know. Right. Um, I think it was Downer Jag fan's uh, wife. Shout out, uh, Mrs. Downer. Um, you know, she's like, Cap, are you gonna get up there like on the on the stage uh, with with you know with with the NFL Network crew? And I was like, No, why would I do that? <laughs> yeah. She's like. She, she's like, I don't know, like, you know, you're the president, blah, blah, blah. Like, I would think that you'd want to get up there. That'd be amazing. And I was like, no, like, seriously, like, I have no problem with public speaking. I mean, I have to, I have to talk a lot for my real job and that, that doesn't bother me, but that's not what all of this is about. Like, and so I think maybe that's, hopefully people kind of get that perspective. It's like, as, as somebody who's part of a group of people that put so much time and energy into just trying to build the fan base and do you know, cool things. I just, I think it's kind of lame when people put themselves out there, like first and foremost, like, so that's my take on it. I know I had, I had a handful of people in my mentions, like, you know, we should be building everybody up and you know, like, cool, man. Like, 
fan however you want to fan, but I'm just if you're a total self promoter, then I'm gonna kind of always lean towards thinking that it's kind of lame. So and like you said, and like you said about um, like you said about like getting up on NFL Network or whatever, blah blah blah. Like that stuff is cool and all, but it's always just kind of like forced and like, oh, look yeah. at this guy talk about this, and it's like. You know, I'm trying to sit out here and do like the authentic thing. You know what I mean? Not and, for sure. A, a homeboy that showed up in 2017 and paints his entire body teal, you know, isn't really like how they're promoting him to be like the ultimate fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, you know, what the fuck is the ultimate fan? Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I just, like, everybody every, does so it different. many different ways to yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so that's why, like, you know, there's, we got some people that dress in some weird shit. And, you know, hey, good for you, man. But, like, when you're dressing in some weird shit and you're constantly seeking attention, that's when I kind of am like, all right, that's sort of lame. Right. And that's like just sort of ingrained in me. Like it's not, it, there, there isn't an ounce of jealousy in it, but I feel like it's, every time I speak out on it and have an opinion, people are like, oh, you're just jealous. And I'm like, what am yeah. I jealous of exactly? Believe you know me, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jealous <laughs> of a dude that has to go home and shower all that teal paint off of himself. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And talking about well, anyway, like, we spent enough time. Like, him, what so. you were saying, they're talking about making it authentic. Like I showed people at work today the pictures of Michael Irvin over eating tacos where I hang out every week. Like that was crazy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're like, well, why didn't you get his autograph? And I'm like, that's just not me, man. Like, yeah, I don't care. For, about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm there to hang out with my friends. And like, I think it's cool that he's even close to me. Like, I'm not going to bother him. Like, yeah. he just happened to like walk over and be like, hey, let me get some tacos. And like, who's going to say no to that? So I don't know. Yeah, it's just I feel you. Everyone's trying to do their own thing. But the self. Well, it's about to me, it's it. about. Yeah, to me, it's about moments, man. Yeah. Like, that's, and that's, I explained that to a couple of people. They're like, well, you know, like, hey, thank you for doing this. I'm like, like, first of all, there's a lot of people. It's not just me. Like, I, I'm just the idiot that, you know, has to stand <laughs> out front and kind of talk to people. But, um, you know, it's, it's about just doing cool things. Like, uh, the guy from the lot, uh, who, who we, uh, William from Tailgaters came over and was checking on us probably at about, Five thirty, six o'clock yesterday when it was starting to kind of ramp up and he just kind of looked at me he's like i can't believe this man like you guys have just come so far like you know and and you're always pushing the envelope and you're always you know kind of testing us to to let you guys do cool things and i i just think he's like as a fan i think it's just so cool that this is happening and i was like yeah well First of all, thank you for letting us do. I was about to say, it. shout second out to all, them for letting us letting us do what. Well, we do. yeah, but then, but then I said, but then I said, second of all, like you, uh, you know, you're welcome for all the money they gave you too. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> for sure. That's what. Uh, so you know, uh, my probably weirdest moment of the night is when uh, my my good pal Dustin um, almost got arrested for shooting a Titans fan <laughs> with a Nerf gun. So, um, you know, we almost had a first, so he almost had a, another first out there last night with, uh, with Dustin. So, um, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Cooler heads prevailed and, and, uh, the cop put his handcuffs away. In his and, <laughs> Dustin, if you're um, listening to this, I am pressing charges cause you shot me with the Nerf gun as well. Hey, you shot um, me too. double it up. <laughs> Yep. John yeah, John Phillips. Dustin's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> a lot of trouble. He's in a lot of trouble. So speaking but of – Yeah, it was no, – go, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just a, just an awesome night, man. I mean, what a what a cool – I think that's what we're all about is just kind of doing crazy different things, whether it's being the first big party on the pool decks years ago or first party at the club section or 
crazy trips that we do. And, you know, last night was just a, another one of those. And, and I know we'll get into the game and everything too, but um, you know, thank you to all the people who made it possible last night. It was really awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Was, yeah. And everyone really who dope. came out and chilled, man. And all the like new people and all the people who come just for the night game that you don't get to see very often. It's yeah. just such, it's the vibe is awesome. Yeah, it's never sure. a bad time. So yeah, no. the Thursday games are always fucking awesome. Yep. It is so funny yeah. because when you think of the Thursday games, you think of watching them on TV and they're always like kind of a drag and they're teams that usually teams that you don't really care about or a shitty game because they're on a short week. But like when it's when it's at home, it's it's always dope. Yep. Yeah. And it's, and it's always a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's be real here, too, man. There's like we don't it's not like we've had a lot of other primetime games true. at home That's in true. the past That's true. Yeah. So Thursday's kind of Thursday's when we got to show out hey, we yep. get a little a little wild so um so once we got inside the game the weird shit continued um inside the stadium weird shit uh, first of all when you showed up you're looking around at the crowd and like there's literally like thousands of people that are rocking Minshew stashes which <laughs> kind of adds to like the atmosphere of of weirdness but awesome phenomenon um I walked into the bathroom behind 124 as soon as I got in. So it was like the first one we came across and it was like brand new. Like they had just, I don't know what they've got on the floor in there, but it was all clean. It was like new toilets. It was like yeah. fresh paint on the walls. I was like, okay, the bathroom well, is like moved away. The bathroom you is like away, nice so you don't over get here. To use that bathroom anymore, bro. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> and then, so you get out to your seat and then, MJD is doing the Duval call, which we all kind of knew was coming. But then you look, and they've got fucking Mike Tyson on the sideline. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is Mike Tyson doing in a Jags jersey on the sideline? So you're like, okay, Mike Tyson kind of looks like, he, first of all, he doesn't look great. But second of all, he's no, what, he is he, like, what is he doing here? He was going to a Jaguars game, bro. He wasn't going to see anybody. He's good. <laughs> like, I, I still don't really know what it was about. So he did a bunch of fucking meth? Like, I mean, what do you mean he's going? Like, he knew he was good. He looked like fucking death. He looks like he's – like, if, if if you're in a death pool, take him. Yeah. Like, he, he looked terrible, bro. It's just the gray beard, dude. It's just – it's wisdom. No, I have one of those. I'm, I don't look like I'm on fucking Shout out crack to Jason cocaine. Cruz. So, <laughs> oh, you, you're hitting that man hard. You just wait, bro. Hey, Caruso, Caruso's a papa now, man. That's that's the shit that happens, kid. Like literally, it's it's a proven fact. Like every week that you're a father, you get like a new gray hair. I, I don't know if you guys know that, but um, it's science. So you can't really argue against it. Sounds legit. But so, but yeah, I thought Mike Tyson was so fucking weird. It was man. real weird. <laughs> there was like no promotion was... for it. It just showed up. Yeah, it's just like you walk out. There's Mike Tyson. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I have questions. We should have asked Tad. Like, I mean, was it planned? Like, he did he just holler at somebody and say, "Hey, I'm in Jacksonville getting my meth. Like, I want to, <laughs> I want to hang out. Can I come to the game?" And they're like, "Sure, throw this jersey on, bro." I mean, there had to be a, a transaction involved here, right? Like, Mike Tyson is not just in Jacksonville, right? Like, that's what I said. He's getting his meth. Like, <laughs> pay There's your transaction, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so to add to the weirdness, we had uh, Demetrius is in the press box now. So that's just, you know, a little random fact that I had to throw in that's kind of making this this season in this um, game itself weird. Like all yeah, this is going on. Shout Demetrius out to Demetrius, is in the press man. Box. He's, he's cranking out the content. <laughs> he is. It's, it's good stuff, man. Listen, it's great stuff. It's just adding to the weirdness. Demetrius no, for is sure. in the press box. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Nubs 
has a shirt. Uh, bro, they got hey. I mean, uh, hold on before you get the nubs. <laughs> What's more weird, Demetrius being there or Gene Frenette still being there? Like, I, I, that's a toss-up. That that's a toss-up. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, so I wanted to go to Nubs. Nubs is in the fucking section um, booty dancing with no shirt on. He's wearing only Daisy Dukes the entire game, which is the best thing I've ever seen in my life, actually. The videos and, and gifts from that are going to live forever which all right so i appreciate so let me tell you about that as the guy who who witnessed it you guys just caught the tail end of it no pun intended um like as the guy who who witnessed the whole the whole shebang who witnessed from beginning to end like you know when medlin and his and his boyfriend are looking at a dude in cut off jorts with a shirt off shave clearly has been to the tanning bed recently <laughs> right just just getting it like fucking magic mic right and when when medlin and his boyfriend are looking at him like yo you need to stop this guy <laughs> like you know i mean they see some shit bro they go to shows where guys do shit like that and they're looking at nubs like this guy is like, what the hell is going on? So yeah, I got a good chuckle out of that. And I got a good, good uh, still shot during one of the videos of Blake Zona um, with his, <laughs> with his porn stash, just kind of looking at nubs like disapprovingly. It was, uh, it was a wild night. Uh, so the game, because of the way the game went, obviously the whole stadium just kind of turned into a party. Like the entire game was just a party at that point. Uh, everybody was feeling great. Everybody was having a, an extra drink, obviously. And that atmosphere was awesome. I haven't seen it like that in, you know, over definitely over a year. Patriots game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, long time uh, ago. Yeah. Um, and then to round it out of the weird shit is we wake up in the morning and Cap sends us a little screenshot and Brad Meester has bought a Minshew shirt from DTWD originals which is just a yeah. little, little capper <laughs> the, all the uh, strange things that happen shout out to, to it, brad meester i mean it kind of makes sense bro like are we uh, this is a serious question are we just in for a, a really wild kind of weird crazy year because <clears throat> like what else would make sense other than that, all right. If Minshew's going to keep playing pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah there's nothing normal well, about that. Like to the point where I'm almost like, if he has another good game and we win, I'm I'm like starting to feel Leicester vibes, dude. Like Leicester City, like just yeah. the crazy, <laughs> like no shot, like 250 to, or 2,500 to like one odds. Like this yeah. is never going to happen. <laughs> And we're about to just do the damn thing. <laughs> Jalen's gonna stay. He's like the Jamie Vardy of our team. Like it would just, oh, it would just really be crazy, man. Like I just, we're getting really close to me being optimistic for the first time in my life. Oh my god! Like please, please do not ruin this. Then. Please, <laughs> we we need that. We need that. No, it. it I'm telling you, like I, I, I've thought a lot about it, and it's like, like you said, Sally, it was a weird night, a weird game after uh week one was obviously we talked about it on that podcast following it like the weirdest game i've ever been to and then week two we just felt weird leading up to it because everybody's questioning like could this guy kind of be for real yeah. like what's gonna go on like i don't want to jinx it i heard a lot of people say that yeah. <laughs> i don't want to jinx it and then after week two a lot of people were like oh 
Oh, okay. Well, I didn't jinx it. I don't think he jinxed it. Maybe this is for real. <laughs> the sample size came out last night. <laughs> and we beat the fucking Titans. And now people are like, now, let me tell you guys, it is Minshew mania. Yeah. Like, absolute pandemonium. Yeah, nationally. Uh, nationally and locally. Like within the fan base and abroad, people are, are latching on to that personality, you know, outside the city and outside the fan base. And all right, we have an absolute star on our hands if, you know, if he can keep it up and, and if he continues to play the way that he's playing, because he just he has everything. Did you guys watch any of the, the interviews like the postgame stuff, either with SVP or the NFL Network? Did you catch any of that? Um, I, I watched the SVP one only. Yeah, I did too. Well, it, you got to go watch, the, like, go on the NFL Network. I, I, I encourage everybody to go on there and if they haven't seen it because there's, like, a nine-minute clip. They have the whole oh, wow. post game yeah. with him out on the stage. And he's just – he's money, man. He's he's hilarious. <laughs> he's, you know, but he's smart. Right. But he kind of has a little bit of that bro in him. Yeah. They brought his they, – dude, they brought his dad, his whole family on <laughs> the stage with him. And, yeah, and Steve Smith – or uh, Mojo goes – Mojo said, hey, hey like, you know, your dad's pretty yoked, bro. Like, like he's got his jacked. Like, like, what's up, pops? And, and so he, he looked at he looked at uh, Gardner and he goes, he goes, man, you work out. He's like, you work out with your pops. And, and Gardner looks at him. He goes, well, you know, I would. I work out around him. I can't really work out with him. And, and it was just like it was such a, a, a money moment. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, like. It, so the Brad Meester thing. I'll touch on that real quick, and then we can we can move on. Like. This guy is – I think he's top five favorite Jaguars for me, and it has nothing to do with him buying a T-shirt. Like, that just kind of, like, reminded me of how I already felt. I don't know if everybody remembers, but this is one of my favorite stories, guys. And, I, I like, I, I want to tell it because it just makes me so damn happy. So <laughs> yeah, I'll buddy. tell it real quick. <laughs> like, 2017 was such a special year for, like, all of us, right? Diehard fans, especially you – know, ones like us who got to travel a little bit with the team and got to follow it. And all I remember is being, uh, was it week 16 being in or yeah, week 17, week 16 when we were down, no week 17, 17 when yeah. we were in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. When we were in Nashville, the coldest I've ever been and in my life, coldest we've ever been in our lives. And you know, it's the night before the game and we're in a bar on, uh, um, what do you call it there on Broadway, Broadway and, yeah. and, in walks Meester, just yeah. you know, with with his brown boots on and his big Carhartt jacket and a Jaguars beanie, right? Looking like anybody else in that bar, yeah. just just fan, just fanning the shit out of stuff, man. Like he's just he's just there as a fan, taking pictures of everybody. I mean, I remember I asked him, I'm like, dude, like, are you just here for the game to, to watch the game? And he's like, absolutely. Like, you know, we're going to the playoffs. He's like, we're going to the playoffs. Like, oh yeah, I'm fired up. And I was like, that's amazing. I was like, are you going to be in town, you know, for, for the home play? He's like, hell yeah, I'm flying down for that too. So my man went to, and I, I can't recall a former player doing this just, just as a fan, like not as, you know, a member of the media or anything like that, just as a fan. He went to Nashville. Then he came down for the Buffalo game. And then we saw him in Pittsburgh. Yep. He walked into that bar in Pittsburgh where we had like 500 Jaguar fans before the game or more. Yeah. In comes walking Meester, like just, just again, just as a fan, bro, with his Jaguar hat on, like just walking in. And then he went to New England too. Like that to me, that's just, and I'll talk on this a little bit, maybe when we get to Jalen, because I've got some takes on, on, on some of this, but like, 
that's what we're missing. These players who still feel connected. Right. And, and, and so to think about this, this, these players that are on this 2017 team and that are on the team now, and I can't think of, but maybe a handful of them that when they retire, they're going to like be really proud to have been Jaguars. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and so I, I feel like we're, we're missing that. And, and it's so cool to see that. Anyway, that's just, that's one of my favorite Jaguar stories. It's just, just how this guy was there and he was like, genuinely ha- is happy to be there as we were. Yeah, he was like, just was a regular so cool. bro. He talked about the game just how we would all talk about it. He wasn't like weird about it or, you know what I mean, like trying to get real technical. He just was there slamming beers, like having a blast. It was so tight. Like every place we saw him, it was just so tight. He's just like, was... he just like keeps it to himself, but you can yep. tell that he's like on there. He knows what he's doing. He obviously bought your shirt from like the original person who made it, Tim, versus all the 90,000, you know, copies that he could have seen anywhere online and thought it was good. Like he, Bro, he's, I, he's I, out there paying attention, you know what I mean? I guess. So I didn't, I've never thought about it that way, right? I just thought, you know, he's, he, he watches the team and he follows the team and, he, and he's a fan, but in order to find that shirt, like you're right, he's got to be out there somewhere. He's walking into the bars is, that you guys are at or, on the road. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? thought about <laughs> it that way because I think maybe because it's, it's Meester and it's like you know I just picture him on a tractor. On the <laughs> way, you know? like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't picture him trolling Twitter to find out like you know the latest hot takes. So. He's just an unassuming um, type of dude. Dude, yeah. he's probably like yeah. Iowa Jaguars fan or something like that. He's got like <laughs> he's got like 37 followers, so he's just out there chilling. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a dad twitter he has like yeah. a dad twitter basically. well listen if if you ever stumble upon this this excellent podcast brad i am i stand bro like, anything you want um you don't know this but we're gonna send you a package full of like everything we can fit in that bad boy yeah i absolutely love you i love you <laughs> so awesome man so we touched on all that weird stuff this is obviously a weird but it's also a very entertaining week and year so far whether it's been good or bad you can you can you know everybody has their own interpretation uh most of it has been bad so far we're one and two but it's been really entertaining um we just touched on all that stuff we just talked for i don't know 25 minutes or so we didn't even talk about the actual game itself yet which was the best game we've had yet Um, right i don't know if you guys even want to talk about it everybody watched the game but um, you know, the Minshew stuff is obviously the biggest story, the defense showing up. Oh, the defense played amazing. Phenomenal, yeah, dude, for, yeah. the, for the second straight week. I mean, it's pretty clear that Kansas City was just a fucking buzzsaw. That game was uh, – They're a good – bro, they're, they're, they're an incredible team. The matchups are just – A way better coach. Yeah. You know, like it just – that that was what it was. Yeah. Um, I, I really think looking at this Tennessee game, to me it was like, okay, why have we lost – like that's what when I look at why we won yesterday and why we lost the past you know forty seven times against them, and a it was because we never had the quarterback who could make the throws. Like they they stacked the box Ding. and they said Blake, you're gonna beat us, right? Yep. You're gonna beat us. And Gardner made four or five throws yesterday that that Blake never could consistently make, and they were never afraid of him. They were dude when we went up fourteen nothing, those Titans players were like. What this isn't the Jaguar team that we own, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it was written all over their face, like this isn't the team that we own, yeah. And then when the defense came out and they said, You aren't gonna out physical us today, like you may beat us, but you ain't gonna out physical us. That's what I've been waiting for, bro. Yeah, like that's that's my synopsis right there, okay. On the game, like, like 
that's what I've been waiting for. And that's when I've sat in those stands the past couple of years in Nashville and watched us get our teeth kicked in. That's what pissed me off the most. It's like, no, you got, it's the freaking Titans. They were like, grown, you, they were grown man in us. That's yeah. what they've been doing for two years. Grown man in us. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Jarrell Casey was laughing at us as they do it. You know, yeah. Derek Henry supposed to be, you know, like somebody, somebody was yelling in the section when somebody was screaming Duval and, and Derek Henry like got like a, a, a one yard gain. So we said, Duval, not Nassau. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, so. the, the whole way that the Titans have looked at us in the past, like Taylor Luan, who didn't even play, which was fucking awesome, that cheater. He, fuck that guy. Fuck he, him. Yeah, him not played and us just like backhanding them felt so good, man. Ooh, it was Whew. awesome. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one shout out that I want to give to the game, you know, everybody's obviously digested the game at this point, but uh, the linebacking core, we've been critical of the middle of the field, um, especially after the Kansas City game, obviously. Um, but those dudes, like Quincy Williams is looking good. Yep. Uh, Leon Jacobs was, like I said, you know, I tra- I like – kind of trashed Leon Jacobs uh, recently just because I saw a highlight of the 99-yard run. And he he put his big boy pads on and was hitting out there. Um, you know, Najee Good stepped in when when Jack went down, and they yeah. all played well. And they like talk, Yeah, talking about the linebackers, I'm going to make a serious comment on the linebackers. Miles Jack, before he got hurt, was probably playing the best game he's played in, like since the Pittsburgh playoff game. Yeah, he. I mean, he was just absolutely balling out. But at the same time, when he went out, man, our linebacker play got better. That was crazy. It did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was like it was. It was really wild. But overall, like you guys said, I mean, the defense showed up, which was great. And I'm glad there's like more positive news coming out about Marone on the whole like Jalen situation. I know we're gonna get there in a little bit because, yo, he had them dudes ready on a short week with all that shit going on, and we came out there and like just. Like I said a second ago, we backhanded the Titans, dude. Yeah. Marone, yeah. I mean, Marone no. already had a lot of my respect, but, yeah, he, he continues to earn it. Like, you know, yep. that, 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 that week was obviously not easy on him. Um, I don't think any week is easy on a head coach in the NFL, but it's like extra super week on steroids that he got through there. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like – can we talk just real quick? Are there a couple other bullet points to hit from the game? Yep. Um, I feel like uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention all pro wide receiver Chris. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Correct. So we, like we, we need to talk about something for a second, fellas, because the people, the people are starting to take notice, right? Our, our, our loyal listeners of this, this uh, esteemed podcast are starting to take notice. Okay. And I feel like we got a really large responsibility on our hands. And we shouldn't take it lightly. Okay, so let's just talk about it. I feel like we need to go through it really quickly. I will. Tanner Lee, we we do the ten, you know, the the five thousand people we'd rather have on the team playing quarterback other than Tanner Lee. Cut the next day, right? The next day. Guess what else? Ha- guess what else happens? Gardner Minshew and Alex Magoo get to then take all the snaps. They 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 you know Gardner Minshew. We, you know, the rest is history at this point. He's prospering at the moment. Okay. So I take a little bit of credit on the back end for that. Um, because when you, no, 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 hold on. When you, when you, it's a proven fact. It is a proven fact. When you get Tanner Lee out of the quarterback room, everybody gets okay? like it's, it's a small sample He's like size, herpes. but it's a fact. It is. It's a small sample size, but it's a fact. Okay. So let's continue. What else? 
okay? All pro wide receiver Chris Conley, right? Some think that it started in jest. No, it was my way of trying to motivate him, trying to speak it into existence. Positive vibes. And here, positive vibes all day. Here we are, all pro wide receiver Chris Conley. I might even make T-shirts. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Coming out on track right now. I saw the stat earlier. He may have a 1,000-yard season Ooh. if he keeps going the way he is. Sheesh. Like, you kidding me? So, both of those guys. Now, the elephant in the room, gentlemen. The elephant in the room. Oh, that's so. As, as two people, you guys, not me, you two, <laughs> who, hold on, who refuse to call this gentleman by his name. Okay? Right? All right, so – some people might take that as a sign of disrespect, mm-hmm. but not on this podcast. No, on this podcast, we've coined things like Tavin Brian, right? Absolutely. Or that's so Taven. Uh-huh. And uh, now, now, I would like you guys to offer him a little bit of an apology. My man, I'm going to speak directly to Taven Brian right now. Taven, speak to him. Taven, you got the sack. You're looking better every week. You got pressures. I am retiring my own personal usage. That's really all I have control over of the name Tavin. And I am calling him Taven Bryan. You guys are Congratulations. getting you guys are getting ahead of yourselves. <laughs> I mean, that I will big. I will give him credit on getting on the stat sheet. Like, man, congrats. Like I'll actually see your name on the ESPN app for once. But bro, that was all clean up mop up stuff. He didn't do nothing to impress me. Oh, you're crazy, man. He had a couple of good pressures the past couple of weeks. Um, you know what? You know what the difference it's is? We got to talk about baby steps. We're not – listen, we are, we're not giving him the moniker all pro, right. Taven Bryan. Exactly. We're just giving him back his name. Exactly. That's all Speak for yourself. Like, <laughs> we can't all agree. So are you – wait a minute. Hold on. Sorry, this is important. Yeah. Dilla, are you saying right now on the record that you are not going to give him back his name? No. His name is his name. <laughs> And what is that name? That's so Tavin. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, that is so Tavin. The fact that we can't agree on this on this on, on, on this esteemed <laughs> podcast uh, to give the man back his name. What? All right. You know what, Dylan? Then I want a commitment from you. What is it going to take from What is it going to take from Taven Bryan? That's so Taven. What is it going to take from him for you to to call him by his name again? Uh, by the bye week. Four sacks. Four sacks? Four sacks by the, the bye. All right. What are, what's our bye? Like 11 or 10 or something like that? It's it's going to be right when Nick Foles comes back and is our Somewhere starter. Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So he's got so 10 or 11. He's got seven games to get three more. Is that about right? Do I have that right? That sounds fair, right? If he can get three sacks in seven games, I'll call him by his name. Bro, I gave him his name back already. Yeah. I mean, he, here's why I gave him his name back. Okay, it's not because he got a sack. Like, he had a sack last year. It's not because I mean the pressures are the pressures are like you said they're not like impressive. It's not like he's beating people up. But what he has done is recognized where the ball actually is. Oh, so you're giving him a, part, a participation trophy and that's his name. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm giving him his name back because he's at least aware. His awareness <laughs> has gone up by at least 15 to 20 points. He, re- he, was, he, he realized what game we're playing before that. Yeah, exactly. He looks like a serviceable – so far this season, he looks like a serviceable NFL player, right? Man, he, so he had NFL one you call all the You call all the other serviceable NFL players by their names, 
Okay, so I just think it's only fair. I called TJ Yeldon, TJ Smeldon forever, but fair enough. We'll, we'll ride on with it. I can I can get picky, but we'll, right, but, we'll ride. But, you're but right. on the record. Yeah, you're on, on the record. record. Four, nope, four, four sacks by the yep. bye week, and he gets his name back. Okay, for sure. there we fair. go. That's all fair we want. Fair enough. Let's do it. That's all we want. But but I think it's. It, it, it's I will agree. Game. He's uh, playing I, I don't better. Think it's out of the, okay, I'm there. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, just just based off of the power that this podcast has no. and that we've demonstrated this. And, and you guys are two to one on me, so like that the power and the positivity is still there. If he proves well, me wrong, he gets his name back. Yeah, keep, I keep the keep the memes coming. You know, keep keep them all coming. This way, the, the shit works, man. All pro, you got to speak it into existence. All pro wide receiver Chris Conley, and that's so Taven. So Taven uh, Bryant. We'll, we'll we'll circle back on this at some other point, but that's 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 kind of what I had from the game, fellas. And yeah, um, no one no one brought him up, but uh, while we're talking about the receivers, DJ Chark, shout out to that guy, holy cow! Yeah, that guy's just balling. I mean, that guy's just balling, dude. He's catching everything. I mean, acrobatic yeah. catches, back shoulder, up and over, deep. I mean, just on a nine route, it's it's crazy. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he. So he, I didn't expect him to look like that this year. What do you think? I mean, I'm watching right now and um, I'm watching like with bated breath, right? Because I'm like, when's the bottom going to fall out of this? Yeah. Shit? Because that's just <laughs> what I'm conditioned to, to expect, to kind of expect. Of right. Um, but then when I go back and I watch it and then I watch like Baldy's breakdown of, of the game, <laughs> and like, you know, I watch people who I kind of respect talking about, Hey, this dude's like, he's dropping dimes. Like there is no, like even Aikman on the broadcast last night, he's like, look, you turn on the tape and this is what you see. Like the tape doesn't really lie. Right. And, but it's also given me this other kind of train of thought that I've found myself kind of wandering down. And it's like, Hmm, how good would some of these other receivers that have been here over the years have been with, if they had a guy who was like a competent quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And then within that, like how fucking terrible were our quarterbacks? Like, <laughs> it's been a you know? long time, bro. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Cap, but me and you used to argue about. You used to say college football wasn't watchable because of the quarterback play, and I'm like, bro, all of Alabama's quarterbacks have been better than our quarterbacks in the NFL. But that was just a side note, and I just think it's hilarious how bad they are and how much better everything is with a slightly more competent person. Yeah. yeah, just just with an accurate quarterback. Like, Someone who can throw a timing really route, it. bro. Like, that yeah. is, like, mind-blowing <laughs> to us in Jacksonville. Yeah. Blake Bortles' timing was was possibly – I mean, his accuracy was horrible, but his timing threw off so much. Because it and it's so wind up. It's, it's so awful. obvious, yeah. It's so obvious, um, you know, watching his wind-up. And then it's so obvious now seeing a guy who doesn't have that hitch and just – Pops it in time. It's so quickly. much fun. It's yeah. it's fun, bro. Like I don't dread yeah. the offense coming out anymore. It's it's fun. You're not like, man, the defense has to score. Or we're gonna lose, bro. We can't even run yeah. the ball. Like imagine if we had. That's what I was gonna bring up next. Is that, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna bring up next. Is like you know, shout out Brad Nor or uh, what's his name, Andrew Norwell. I was oh, always gonna call him Brad Norwell, <laughs> the punter. Um, yeah, <laughs> came yeah. from Carolina. We could it's we about, could we could yeah. potentially take his name away from him. Um, yeah, if, if we want. Yeah. <laughs> 
take his hair away from him too man you, you know like i kind of feel like like it's like zane beatles when he grew out his hair i'm like what the fuck are you doing man like you don't deserve that <laughs> like you can't you can't be over here looking like a badass and like you know be a turnstile that's not cool yeah. like, that's false advertising what bro. if we put him at running back and fournette at guard would there be any difference in play <laughs> i don't know I haven't, I haven't really seen i haven't seen his vision so it might be better than fournette's freaking vision. fournette yeah look i do I feel a little bit bad. Like last night, not wasn't all Fournette's fault, man. No, they, it's they, not. they weren't getting any push really. Um, I mean, the but... guy has shown that he can, with some competent blocking, that he can at least have a thousand yard season. He's not on pace for that at this point. Yeah. So no, uh, he might be. He's not on pace for like a four hundred yard season at this point. Yeah. So that tells you that the blocking obviously is, and and Marone spoke on it today. The blocking is obviously not up to par. Yeah. But at the same time, you know there are other backs that could make a little more out of it, and he's he's obviously struggling a bit with his feet yeah so I, I, not I even told, my bad you got it oh you're good uh i told i told dillard like as we were walking to the game when that that monsoon came through real quick i was like i was like bro this is bad news for fournette because he already like has choppy feet and with the wet field i feel like his feet are gonna get even choppier and that's pretty much outside of one run what happened yeah and that like yeah. for me you just said like there's other running backs who are who can make more out of less Right, bro. He's playing a hundred percent of the snaps at running. Back. Right. I just, right. I don't understand why they're not mixing it up at all. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, the confusing part for me has been, okay, it's not. We're not able to consistently at the moment open up holes, right? right? And there just haven't been that many screens. Yeah. Like, get because just get him in space, man. I mean, if you get him in space, he's a guaranteed five or six yards. Right. You know, like a lot of the time, not like last night when like the the DB kind of arm tackled him, you know, um, but when he was out in the flat. Yeah. But we just haven't done that much either. Like, I, I feel like he's the kind of guy you got to get him going a little bit, too. You can see the front, and we see it like he's, you know, mentally he's he's kind of he's, I wouldn't say he's like a, a mentally weak person, but. You know, he kind of he can kind of get in his own head. You yeah. can see the negativity start to seep in as the game goes along. So I don't know. Like I, I feel like if he's to your point, Dilla, he's playing a hundred percent of the snaps. We're not like the the variety and the ways that they're using them is not really there. I feel like Flip keeps talking about. Yeah, they've got to do it, but I'm, I just haven't seen it. Yet, I think really. I think Flip is going to call a really good game next week just by basing the trend, like. The first game of the season, hard to really know what's going on because, one, we were down so quick and then the backup quarterback played. The second game, as soon as he opened it up and we got away from the run and even on, we had a lot of chunk plays that got called back. So, like, when they did attack deep, it was successful. Mm-hmm. And then kind of in this game, Solly, we're, it we're walking it. Yeah, the first quarter, I mean, dude, he, we were slinging it all over the place. Yeah. So I wonder if it's getting it's so fun. Yeah, I, yeah. Is it, I I feel like it as they get more comfortable with Minshew, we're gonna see a better offense. And I don't know if that's gonna mean less Fournette from a touches standpoint or play standpoint. But Volume-wise, yeah. I think he's DiFilippo is taking a second to get into his groove, but it's gotten better every game, even where we were more successful in the first game, but that the KC defense is terrible. And it was a lot of them just letting us do underneath stuff. He's, yeah. he's such a smart quarterback that kind of like that. We've heard him say, you know, you, you put him in the classroom, he sees it once and he's like, all right, cool. We can do that. 
And as that happens, can't you just picture him saying that? Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Like, 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 literally saying that. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I got yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got that for sure. Are we good? And that's just—it's <laughs> crazy because if we can get to—I mean, week six, week seven, and we're five hundred, right over five hundred. There's no reason we can't make a push if he's as smart as he's looked and we've been told about. So, I don't know. Right. I think the offense will continue to get better as he gets more comfortable. And like you said, at some point. It might not bottom out, but his play might plateau. But as long as if if this is the plateau now, we can still. Do you feel me? Yeah, it like it's I'm it's, 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 it's in a right. It's a much better place than we've probably been in ages. It's it's one of the more yeah. efficient. I mean, this is some of the more efficient quarterback play we've had in um, like literally over a decade. Right, which is also why we're going to see more consistent OC in game planning. Yeah, he knows you know, what he can do. Because exactly, things are going to become trends and trends become habits and once we like get even, habits we're gonna be where we need to be so like even last night like the run That's good coach speak i like that. <laughs> even last night though the, the run game wasn't working and then you saw him kind of come with like the short passing and the mm-hmm. right wide receiver screens to kind of substitute on first down for the run game yeah they started even they started another... hitting those slant routes in the beginning of the third quarter and it helped us kind of get down the yeah. field to where we weren't punting the ball just to the 50 but getting him you know pinned away so we could play some defense Right. So what I'll say is, I know we, after the first game, we talked a little bit about Minshew and like, I remember myself saying, man, if he's just a poor man's Drew Brees, then, you know, we're cooking, right? Like, yeah. Even if he's a poor man's Drew Brees, but he were, yesterday's game reminded me a, a good amount of Drew Brees because what makes Drew Brees so good is a thrown with that anticipation mm-hmm. and the accuracy but also, um, you know, Drew doesn't throw the ball. He doesn't push the ball downfield all the time. Mm-hmm. He's super accurate. He's super quick with his reads, getting from his first to second, you know, getting to his secondary reads, and he'll get rid of the ball quick, right? Even if it's like – and you see that with Minshew. It's like boom, 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 ball out, right? Yeah. Like, but the key to that is they're going to try – like – if you don't hit that ball over the top every now and then, mm-hmm. if you don't throw that back shoulder throw that he threw to Chart, um, and even the one to Didi, if you don't hit that, then they're gonna they're gonna be all over that middle. They won't respect you over the top. They're gonna sit the on the fact it. that he's hit, that he's already hitting the like now the defense has to be aware of it, mm-hmm. right? So it's gonna continue to allow that middle to be open. And that's that's the part that reminds me of Drew Brees, because that's where Drew Brees eats. Drew Brees says, you know what? Like if you're taking away Michael Thomas over the top, I'm going to eat underneath. Yep, like for sure. And it's going to be Kamara. It's going to be whomever. And the moment and you play we'll, underneath, boom, right over the top, 50 yard touchdown. Yes, yes. Yep. We will take, and that's what makes Tom Brady so good too, man. Like it, it, he'll take what you give him all day long. The guy, right? the guy what, is reading the field already at like a high level, <laughs> bro. He's checking into plays at the line. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So. Um, yeah, I think Minshew mania is real. Um, people keep buying these shirts. It astounds me. Um, <laughs> but please don't stop. You know, my babies need to eat. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, on the de- on the Denver. So after that, I think we want to kind of get into obviously the the biggest story that's been driving everybody bananas is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, we wanted to kind of. I think we had some kind of just nuanced um, thoughts on the situation. At this point, it's kind of come out that it seems to be 
that his biggest beef is not with Marone, is not with, um, you know, anybody. It seems like everybody is pointing the finger at Tom Coughlin at this point. Um, you know, whether that be because Jalen hasn't been paid, whether it be because some other people have been paid or if he's, I don't know if he's necessarily looking at every move that's being made that's concerning to him. Um, but you guys kind of have, I know uh, cap, especially, you know, Dillard and I kind of went into it, you know, initial um, reaction when it first dropped. Um, now that we've had a few days to breathe on it, you know, we may have a little bit more nuanced of a take, but um, cap, you haven't really spoken about it. So I kind of wanted to throw it to you first and see, um, What's your, uh, what's your thoughts are? Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, I know you guys, you guys did a good job kind of touching on that, that initial, the shock of it and sort of everything that kind of came along with that, uh, at the time earlier in the week, I think probably the most interesting development obviously has been how, like you just said, it, it everyone kind of assumed it was an issue with him and Marone, which I'm still not completely sold on the fact that, you know, that Jalen loves Marone. Yeah. Um, but because I or that Marone loves Jalen yeah. because I don't know how you go a couple of days without talking to each other after something like that. Um, if there isn't some sort of at least animosity there on one side or both. Mm-hmm. But the, the the most interesting thing to come out of it is uh, is kind of how everything is like. I mean, there's people, big time people who are connected that are getting you know multiple big time people that are that are well connected in the league are coming out and saying, Hey, this is a Tom Coughlin issue. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're not just saying we're hearing that it's, you know, the front office, they're, they're like specifically pointing. Yes. And I know we, we heard that. Right. And Dilla, you, you had a source kind of pop in the DMS, um, you know, yesterday, like yesterday morning, right. Yeah. About it or the night before. Yeah, it was yesterday morning. And, and, yeah. And basically say the exact same thing. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, okay. Uh, now Chris Mortensen's reporting it and, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. So to me, that's, that's, ah, gosh, it's, it, it's, it, it became the interesting part of all of this is like, we kind of, it's almost like the, the stages of grieving, right? Like we, we everybody was <laughs> pissed at someone, whether they were pissed at Jalen, which all of Facebook was pitched at, pissed at Jalen. <laughs> 96.5% of Twitter was pissed at Caldwell and Coughlin and Marone, right. Yeah. And Shah Khan. But now we're kind of getting to this point where it's like, well, shit, like, is he really going to be traded? And if he's not, like, what does that say? And how do, because if he is not traded, that means that there are some big changes coming. And it also means that there might be some, like, really, like, there might be some butting heads internally that we may never actually see on the outside, but it, it could get interesting down there. So, What's your opinion on sort of that part of it? Dylan? Well, I think like when Solly was listing off all those things, talking about like the disrespect or how he feels and like other people getting paid, him not getting paid, specific people being paid that shouldn't have been paid. I think the dust up that we heard about in Houston is I'm, I think that Coughlin just said something that he shouldn't have said to him. Just old school mentality, new school player that clearly they don't get along. I think it was a, a it was much more personal than the business side of football. And I think that's why when he stormed out, he hit his agent up like, I can't do this shit anymore because it was like a personal disrespect, not even like a, this just, this dumbass is running a football team. How I don't think he should run it kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it, it became definitely sounded more than like football. 
Well, so I have a question on that then. Why is Tom Coughlin in the fucking locker room after a game? Hey, I've I wonder that the whole time, but we've seen that. I mean, in the videos here and there when we win and they get the the camera in there, you see him peeping around in the background. So yeah, he's around. Yeah, and, and and I guess that's look if Tom is going to be Tom, which I think maybe a lot of us hope that he wasn't going to be, even though in the back of our minds we probably knew he was. Right, like we wanted him to just come in and kind of take the cushy job, make sure nobody fucked anything up too bad, stay out of the way a little bit, let trust the people that are hired to do their jobs, except for Caldwell. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, but like in the first round specifically, uh, not so much in the other rounds, but definitely in the first round. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like Tom was just supposed to. I think we kind of all wanted Tom to just come in and just we lacked like a legitimacy around the league because we were so bad for so long. And it was almost like Tom was just kind of in my mind, it was just like, okay, we're legit. We have a legit person. Yeah. You, know, you just, you're just going to be Bowl. the face. Like you right. sit there, yes. you, you hit up, you know, the, the GM of the team that we want to work a deal with. And then you let Caldwell do the work. It, right. It's all, all yeah. you're there to do is wave and smile and, you know, just not do anything else. Literally just be the face. But he is – he's got his hands in, in the team's guts, and he's just pulling all the strings, man. Yeah. It's it, – which is just so damn disheartening, man, because I, I was actually, gosh, earlier thinking about – I love the guy. I just have so much love and admiration for, you know, what he represents in the early years of the team and, you know, and, and kind of where he took us. And then, um, you know, personally, I, I know some of his family. I, I've coached uh, one of his grandsons in baseball, and I've seen him out at the ball fields. And he's—I mean—he's such a solid human being, man. He just is. All the charity work he does, um, the way that he's kind of always stayed involved in the community. Um, I was really hoping that this would just be a, a great ending to his career, and and just a, a great uh, kind of stretch in Jaguar history. Um, and it doesn't look like in any way, shape, or form it's heading that way, man. And like the, it just, yeah. And whether Jalen goes or not, I, I, I can't see. Well, yeah. If him being here, if Jalen goes, then it's well, why the hell did you just trade our best player that we've ever had in forever? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. if he goes, it's wow, he got ran out because a player wanted to leave, and he ended up getting the boot instead to save it. So, so the question then becomes like, who is that on? Is that on Shad Khan? Uh, as the owner who, yeah. who essentially to is, me you know, Coughlin is his direct employee right. to me I would say yes because I mean just as a fan I feel like Coughlin should have been gone at the end of last year not only Coughlin but Caldwell and maybe Maroon too if we brought a new GM in, and that's the like, direction he would have gone in I would have understood it I'm much more pro Maroon I still enjoy Doug Maroon I admit when we go against the Andy Reeds of the world we get out coached but He's a good coach. He's a lot better coach than a lot of the other guys we had in the past. Yeah. And I like him <laughs> as a person. I, I like the way he comes off as like when like when the Buffalo Bills fans talk shit about him, I laugh at him. I'm like, yeah, right. Maroon's fucking tight. And you guys are a bunch of losers. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, so like, yeah, all he, around, if he yes. if he would have stayed like <laughs> hell, yeah. And if he would have left, like I would have understood it. But I think it being at fault is like you said, I think it's Shad Khan's fault because he let something run a little bit longer than it needed to. And it just doesn't fit the team anymore. Well, and you got to think too, because there's been whispers all along and I thought it for a long time, it was just conjecture. I thought it was people uh, just kind of 
throwing shit out there that maybe was or wasn't true, but based off of his past, right? So when people would speak to Tom's the real coach down there, Tom's really the one in charge. He's pulling the string. He's the GM. He's the coach. He's everything. And, you know, he's involved in everything. I was like, yeah, but you know what? Like that, that's not what his role was supposed to be. And I, I think I convinced myself that he would stay out of the stuff and let the people work. But now when shit, like when you hear this about the players and the frustration there, you have to then ask yourself, like, has he been undermining Marone? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because even if he hasn't overtly or even covertly, like even if he hasn't been purposely doing it or he hasn't been like, if the players are so frustrated with him, then that makes Marone's job even harder. Right. Yeah, like, absolutely. So it, it, there, there, there's a direct effect one way or the other. And it, I feel for Doug Marone, a guy who came from a shitty situation in Buffalo. And if that's really how things are working here, man, he doesn't know how to pick them because, um, I <laughs> you also, know, that's, that, that's a tough situation. Yeah. I also think Doug Marone himself, um, and this is purely my opinion, but the way he was in Buffalo and the way it seems like, he always makes an effort, especially when he's in press conferences, to try to, um, like, appease the media more and try to, like, you know, take care of them. And I think that Marone himself, from his, from his time in Buffalo and, and that whole situation, I think he learned a lot about himself. And I think he's evolving and, you know, kind of becoming more of a new school coach, like sort of how he relaxed camp this year. Um, he's becoming more of a new school coach that takes care of his players. He's trying to cater to his players. And yeah. it seems like he's – it seems to me like he might be evolving a little bit in that way, whereas I don't think Coughlin is. And maybe there's a disconnect between the two of them in that way. Um, yeah. I know – obviously at this point, I think ownership has become involved with the Jalen thing. So how that goes <laughs> down going forward, um, you know, obviously reflects straight on, straight on Mr. Khan. Um, yeah no doubt no yeah. doubt it, it's it's a it's a crappy situation no matter how you slice it man for sure and um i i just it, part of me wants to kind of like offer up the the devil's advocate or kind of the other end of it and it's like shit man these these athletes are become kind of soft like i mean yeah. just tell like so tom coughlin said something to jalen that you know pissed him like just be like, okay, whatever, old man, you know, like, yeah. like let some shit, I don't know, take, but yeah, it, it, superstar athletes have, have kind of reacted that way to shit like that uh, forever. So I don't and think I it's think... necessarily anything new in that regard. But when I hear all this stuff about, oh, that's one of the reasons why, or the main reason why Telvin's not back and, you know, why Miles Jack hates Tom Coughlin and, yeah. you know, there's all these players that do, it's like fuck man how terrible is Tom right like, like it's like, come, it's almost become sort of how it is on Twitter where it's like you're either you're either on Tom's side or you're on Jalen's side and it's like there's you know the locker room probably feels the same way to a degree but you know you got to think about the gray not everything is black and white I mean there's room here for I mean I'm sure you can speak to this John like there's room here for Jalen to be a little bit off base and there's room here for him to be a little bit right and there's room here for Coughlin to be a little bit right and there's room here for Coughlin to be way the fuck off base you know I yeah. think all four of well, those things can be true <laughs> at the same yeah, time well I mean nuance doesn't exist anymore man when right. it comes to debates and conversations I mean it's just it, like we see that in politics and it's just kind of one of the byproducts of of uh society and and social, social media, media and culture yeah. yeah exactly yeah. social media culture so well, it's just, um, it's no just, it, yeah. exactly I, 
like I am very, I've been very vocal about it. And the, the complete Jalen stands have, you know, been in my mentions, uh, kind of calling me names or, you know, making fun of me or arguing with me. It's like, but you know, listen, Jalen, amazing player. I don't want him to go anywhere. I've said that about 10 times in the past week. Like I, I never wanted to leave our team as a player, but, um, you know, he's Jalen isn't as innocent and in all this shit as, you know, like as, as, as he wants, as he wants to portray himself to be. Yeah. And, you know, he has done a lot of stupid shit and yep. it, you know, whether it be the GQ article or just all the criticism that he's levied against other players, um, you know, it, 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 people talk shit, but most of the time when they do it publicly, it's kind of playful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the shit that he was saying wasn't. So some of this heat that he's brought on himself and probably some of the reason why Coughlin is so frustrated with him is because he's made stupid mistakes. And, and Jalen's not really the type to kind of stand up yet in his life. He's still young, man. He's still young. Very That's young. Kind of the 23. Like, I, I chalk a lot of this. Yeah. I chalk a lot of this shit up to him being young, man, but that doesn't mean like, like, you can't call a spade a spade. Like some of the shit he does is clownish. Like it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, the last thing I'll say on this is, is, and, and I feel really, really strongly about this. And, and I know some people don't, cause some people just look at it and it's black and white and it's like, either he's a damn good player and he's producing on the field and that's all they care about. Well, that's not all I care about. Obviously. I mean, I fucking still pour tons of hours into a fan group, you know, every year. Like I obviously care about the, the culture around the team and the fan culture and, and just all of those things. And, and I've studied and I follow fan culture around the world a lot. And, and Jalen gets such a pass from us here for some of the shit he does. Like let some player from Liverpool go on an Everton podcast. <laughs> the end. Right? And yeah, yeah. Like, the I end, mean, bro. Done, like, bro. yeah, yeah. Whew. Yeah. Go, go. Yeah. Go on it. Like, go to fucking South America and be a Boca Juniors <laughs> player, you know? And like, just it, go on a river plate fucking podcast or say, Hey, yeah, I'd like to play there one day. Like that doesn't like, no, I mean, in yeah. it, there to me, and I get that there, I, I'm sure my buddy Alfie would probably vehemently disagree with me, but like, to me, like there is a level of respect that one should have for the fan base, for the, 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 the community that, you know he is representing at the moment like yeah and by going on these podcasts and by saying those things when it and i blame to like to keep it 100 percent real and tad and i have had this conversation i blame the fucking organization too because we have no sense of fucking history man yeah we got none we have zero sense of it nobody cares about it nobody talks about it you walk in that building it's kind of stale as far like it, you know, there's not like a lot of shit that's up that we're really proud of. I mean, not that we have a ton to be proud of, yeah. but like, and that's you know, part th- of there's it. no, there's no fostering of it though, bro. Yeah. Like you can still try and foster a, a family. Like you're a part of this family. And then that will emanate to the players. The players will understand why the fans and, and it just, it doesn't exist, man. And, and that's the part that frustrates me the most about Jalen. Like I can deal with him being a hothead cause he's young and he's, you know, he's going to say stupid shit and he's flamboyant. I can deal with that. And I've had his back through most of it. Like, but I, I just, I can't excuse the shit. Cause to me, you can't in one breath say, I care about Duval. I care about the fans. You know, the fans know I got love for Duval. You can't say that. And then go on a fucking podcast where they're constantly making fun of us. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like that just, no, you can't. And somebody, Tad, somebody down there needs to step the fuck up and say it to him. And if they're not already, maybe they are. But it, like, and it, if he just doesn't care, then fuck him, man. Like on a personal level, the player go out there and ball. I don't care. Like I'll support you. I didn't boo him at all yesterday. I was, I wasn't even going to come close to that. But like, as a dude, fuck you. Like, why do I care about you? Why do I care about you getting your money? You know, you then that money's fucking coming back to me. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't get it. I don't get why people stand so hard necessarily. But you know, I guess they don't get why I get butt hurt over a podcast. So you know, touche. He should just he should just shout out the Bold City Pod next per, next presser. Tad should just tell him. That. I mean, I feel like I feel like that would make me feel a little better. Probably, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, but fuck that. No, he, he should apologize. Is what he should do, and then say everybody go follow at Bold City Pod. Yeah, I think uh, I think some I of was the, wrong. Some of the um, you know, like you said about the lack of history. Um, I think, some, you know, obviously when the cons took over, it was kind of in a dark spot. And I think that they obviously realized that. And then from their tenure, they've obviously had the one good year. I mean, it's almost like they don't have an appreciation for the history that came before them. And I'm not even talking about 19, 1990s. Everybody talks about the 90s. Um, you know, it's just different if you were here. Um, but even the mid 2000s, like we were still a team that was fun that we were proud of, you know, up until 2008. So, you know, a lot of those people that would be like the like you said, the Meesters of the world, the MJDs of the world, you know, they were on those mid 2000s teams. And it's like when people reminisce, they almost don't even think of those teams in the middle the Del Rio teams that were actually good. Um, you know, it, like the, Sally, the, the crazy thing is, is think about how much money goes into the NFL. Think about how much money runs through that stadium down there. Right. Yeah. And, and think about how much money Shad Khan has before the, you know, the NFL think about how much his investment has appreciated, like take $200,000 a year. Okay, and throw the most fucking extravagant, awesome players weekend for former players that have their spouses come, their families and and build that culture. Yeah, build that like you are important to us, because if you take pride in it, then that, you know, that radiates out to the fan base. You then you're also speaking positively of your time and of the organization. Like talk about some of the best you know, PR you can have is your former players being excited, feeling engaged by your team, you know, your former team and talking publicly. Like that's so easy to me. I don't understand why they don't, I don't understand why every team doesn't do it. Uh, and uh, you know, the Ra- I said it the other night when we had Blythe on the Raiders are fucking, they're a dumpster fire. And you know, like Mark Davis can't even tie his own shoes, but <laughs> like he's, I, I mean, I, I'm guessing I've heard, um, but like, what they do there and they bring in all these ex-players and it's like you're a raider for life what does that mean it's just bullshit bro yeah but like if you say it enough times and you put your money behind it and your and your passion and in a genuine um belief in that then over time people start to believe it it. does become something and then it becomes relationships yeah exactly you can't I, i i will preach this to the day i fucking die man sports can't be just business yeah it can't be just business that like fans don't identify it in that way i don't identify in this shit like i do apple right Right. or microsoft like i do it, it 
it can't be just business. Absolutely. And so you got to have more people inside that stadium that understand that and that are going to try to build that. Otherwise you just, you're, you're a plastic product and we don't have that history to to fall back on where people can be nostalgic like other teams do, but that, you know, the NFL has gone in that direction as a whole, but to me, it's so easy. I don't know why they don't do it. And, and, it, like let the players take, you know, because that's what happens. The players take ownership of that shit and they feel like, and I know they don't get me wrong. I know they do an alumni weekend and they do some things. And I know at one point shot had a, a bunch of them out there on the boat, um, you know, but like that is such easy PR and, and it, it is something that's needed. And, and I, and I hope that it, it, it it's something they build because it's so damn easy. And to your point about investing a little bit of money that could pay off, obviously, the other thing that you can invest some money in is put some people in place inside the building that have an appreciation for those years. Um, you know, that, that, well, that last time they tried to do that, they hired the guy who's trying to trade our fucking, best player, <laughs> so, um, you know, in fairness, um, Fair. no, you're, you're right. Though, but not on, on the that business side, side. Yeah, no, exactly. on the business side, especially yeah. man, it's, it's something that they, they, uh, they haven't they've done a terrible job at it. they've run some really good people away they keep hiring all these people who come in you know think they have the next best idea and and you know don't understand the market or just using it you know pro sports uh, when you work in pro sports so many of the people are just trying to like climb the ladder and yeah. they're they're not so much excited to work for the jaguars they're excited to be working in pro sports and they want to get promotions and they want to run a team one day or they want to run a sales department and they want that cachet they want that money and and so yeah, where where is the soul? There is no soul there. So if you don't have that, you know, you get Teal Man. So yeah, <laughs> shit. Shout out to our guy Teal Man. Uh, so you know, with that, I don't know if we had anything else that you boys really wanted to discuss. Um, we were we're definitely going to have another episode um, before our Denver trip. Um, we are lining up for Monday, I think. Um, so look out for that, people. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, and, and maybe some, uh, I think we talked about it a little bit, but maybe some, some live kind of videos or hits or something from, uh, from Denver itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could be cool too. Yeah. Maybe we, some vlogs, we'll be some sh- video blogs. We'll be sharing some stuff, uh, obviously from Denver, you know, people that follow our personal accounts already know how we're going to share things. Um, you know, we've kind of tried to step up our game with, um, you know, the pod handle me and me and Dillard um you know john's got so many things going on that it's like he can't well you guys do a good job with it yeah i just kind of retweet trying to interact you know yeah so people works well we don't we don't even like talk to each other we just both do our own thing and it just kind of works out (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's all this time for the jack bag oh yeah we got a jack bag jack bag jack bag we got a couple jack bags we're gonna get into um so we'll we'll shoot shoot some jag bags and then we'll get out of here. But we will be back um, Monday night, Tuesday morning, um, with a guest or two, maybe um, kind of pre yep. previewing our Denver big Denver trip that we're all super pumped for. Previewing the Denver trip, but we had to we had to do an emergency Friday podcast for 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 the fam because uh, when you beat the Titans for the first time in 999 fucking days, you you record a podcast by God, and that's what we did. So yeah. Um, Jag bag. The jag bag is our is one of our interactive segments. It's where you shoot us questions um, on Twitter, and you can either give it to one of our handles. You can give it to the handle. You know, you can at the handle for the pod, which is uh, Bold City Pod, or you can uh, just use the hashtag jag bag, or you can do all the above if you really want to get extracurricular. 
but um, we, we encourage the questions, keep them coming. The most creative and just overall best questions are the ones we're going to choose whenever we do this. We'll probably do this at least a couple times a month. It depends on whether we have guests or anything like that. But without further ado, this week's Jag Bag question I will pose to all of you. First question, guys. Um, odds that Jalen plays against Denver next Sunday. So, you know, we've got the, the kind of the long week now because of the Thursday nighter. What are the odds? Go ahead, Eric. Um, I'm going to hit you with a percent because I'm not good with odds. So I'm going to say 65% chance that Jalen huh? is um, – yeah, right now there's nothing hard on the table, but there's chatter going, and I'm not um, fully willing to buy in that he's for sure going to be here on Sunday. If he is here on Sunday, I'll say almost 100% chance he's here till the end of the year, though. Okay, so uh, that's from our, our guy, JM, the guy. And uh, John, who uh, Solly uh, mentioned earlier, who dove in a pool of mayonnaise and won a couple hundred dollars a few years ago. My guy. Um, yeah, your guy. Now, let me ask you this, Dilla. If you're traveling to Denver and you're flying out on, like, Wednesday or Thursday, should you pack your Jalen Ramsey jersey? If he's not traded by this time next week, he's playing. You think he's, he's playing? Put it in the bag. If homie shows up to practice on Monday, they got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Shout out to the dub. If he shows up <laughs> to work on Monday, he'll be here all week. He'll be here all season. Yeah. All right. There it is. You agree, Sally? Um, since Dillard is my primary source, he, you know, him going first kind of <laughs> did, you know, sway my opinion a little bit. I was initially going to say, though, that I think it's almost 100% at this point. I think, I think the cons have stepped in and said, listen, man, we're going we're gonna to wait this thing out, figure this thing out, and, you know, I think it's going to take time. Um, I can I can confirm the cons have stepped in. I just don't know how much they've stepped in. I don't yeah. know if they've completely wiped it, but they've definitely you know chatted. And we, I mean, it's not even uh, crazy news anymore because I think Mark Long had it in yeah. the AP article today. But uh, uh, it's true. I mean, and honestly, kind of you know how we were blaming him a second ago. Yeah. Hey, shout out to it. I, I respect it. Sorry for getting off topic, but that's where for we're sure. At. For sure. Yeah. No, no, you're good, man. You're good. We're just bringing the good content. That's what we do here. I got one more point on that, actually, is I actually, I actually, uh, initially, and we both said, you know, our initial reaction for both of us when we did the pod last week was, you know, if he wants out, then just trade his ass. Like, see ya. But the way that they've handled it actually has kind of impressed me. And I don't know where it's come from, but I think the play in the waiting game and, and demanding, you know, a lot of compensation. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a, you know, the slow play, I think was a good play. I don't know who's making that play. Um, I mean, if you got leverage, you might as well use it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And you know what? I, the, the part that I respect about it to kind of just end it uh, with this is, or, or the part that I respect about them stepping in is that it's kind of what someone in their position should do in this case, because right now we have two emotional parties, right? You've got, Doug Marone coming off that game, he was probably a little hot heated because the way Jalen reacted and treated him. And then obviously Coughlin was, um, you know, who knows about Caldwell, but you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously, well, cause we don't, we don't know shit about what he, what he thinks or says or does anymore. But yeah. um, obviously Coughlin was, was been out of shape and he said something, which then got Jalen even more upset. So it, the only side of this entire operation that could come in and kind of be a voice of reason to a degree would be the cons. Yeah. So, you know, I, I respect the fact that they did that. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people have been trashing them for, I guess, letting it get to this point, 
but which is um, fair. You know, I guess it is. But, I guess it is to a degree. We can talk other, about that at another time. But on but, the other hand, um, yeah, well, the move that they've the move that they've made, I, I definitely, um, I definitely don't hate. Okay, so along those lines, guys, another odds question, which I know Dilla just said he's all about the odds, <laughs> um, but it, it kind of dovetails with with that question. This one's from uh, at Boston Jag Nine, uh, my buddy Ian, coming through with a good question this week. You know, what are the odds that Shad steps in to pay Jan and Jalen? and tells Tom Coughlin it's time to go at the end of the year. So essentially, if you had to say, hey, you know, Shad kind of comes in now and says, look, yeah, you were running the show, but uh, I've decided we're not going to let guys like these two get away, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pay them. You know, what do you think are the odds that that's how it sorts out, that both Jalen and Jan get paid at the end of the year or by the end of the year, and Coughlin's gone next year? I'll double down on that. If he's here on Monday, they're both going to get paid. Um, Yannick might get tagged next year, but then he'll get his contract. Yeah, word. But I, I think was... I I feel like that's almost like to pay my dudes and get that old man out of here, and we'll do the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of feel the same way. If it drags on for like another week, I feel like that decision has been made at that point. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you know, if he's if he's sure. still here at that point, that kind of tells you what you need to know. Well, I'm going to share this question, but I'm only going to share. We're not going to answer it because it's so ridiculous, but I'm going to share it. Um, uh, (laughs) I'm totally going to answer it. (laughs) Big Cat, the Big Cat, Big Cat, E-I-F-L-A, on Twitter says, if you could have one, would you rather have Chark or Didi? And it's like, no, I I can have – listen, okay, Big Cat, let me tell you something, bro. All right, we're Jaguar fans and we're conditioned. Okay, we're conditioned to think we're not allowed to have nice things. But it is possible. You do deserve it. You deserve more. You deserve nice things. You can have fucking both of them, buddy. Okay, so don't come at the pod with a question like that ever again because you can have both of them. And you're allowed to enjoy it, okay? Plus, the real answer is I'd rather have all pro wide receiver Chris, Chris Conley. <laughs> what you got for oh, your my What you got for your next jag right, bag, my next guy? Next question. Next uh, jag bag. Moving on. Jag here. bag. Um, <laughs> let's see. We got uh, <laughs> what's your? So this one is from God damn. His name is so long. People, your your display names are too long. I gotta like click on your profile to get it. But it's Cast CD eighty eight, and he said. What's your most creative plan on convincing Foles to retire this offseason? All right. I know, I know we already had some. We saw this one, and we liked it immediately. We put it in our, in our text. So, yep. Eric, I'm going to let you go first. I'm sure your, yours is different than mine, and I know you had one. So, <laughs> yeah, go for so it. This is what happens, right? My pal Gardner hits up Nick Foles in the offseason. Hey, Nick, I'm chilling in Brandon, Mississippi. You want to come hunting with me? <laughs> right? <laughs> So these dudes are out there in the woods in Brandon, Mississippi, which is right outside of Jackson, if you've never been to Mississippi. Um, Go on. <laughs> and Gardner Minshew is going to accidentally shoot Nick Foles on his throat. <laughs> he's going to have to retire because he's going to get his hand a little messed up, and he's no longer going to be able to play the quarterback position. And when he retires, the Jaguars are going to get their $44 million back, and it's going to be the most wonderful thing to ever happen in sports history. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, That's amazing. So, <laughs> bird shot though, bird shot. He's gonna pull a Dick Cheney. So Gardner Minshew is gonna pull a yes. Dick Cheney. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, so mine, the one that I thought of is, um, I'm gonna shout out to one of our previous episodes. 
um, when we talked about who we would most want to smoke medicinal marijuana with, um, I would just, um, you know, have Nick Foles obviously in my party. Like I had said, it would be a first time. I want to see like a first time or freak out a little bit. Um, you know, I would just, you know, if he, hopefully he would like it. I would just invite him back. And then I would just use Dillard to get into his NFL sources, say, hey, you got to drug test Nick Foles, bro. And then Nick Foles gets <laughs> popped with the weed, with the weed test. And boom, he's suspended. Next thing okay, you so know, you're going for suspension. Okay. Yeah. Next thing you know, Gardner steps in again, and he's still balling. I mean, at this point, you know, it's been a year and a half, and we haven't seen Foles, and Gardner's taken over. And you know, by the end of that offseason, we can probably get out of his contract. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but sounds right. Right? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't Fair know what his contract says, but sounds right. <laughs> hey, man, it's creative. It works for me. I think. Yeah, no, Sally, I think what you should probably go with there is that he's so, you know, being such a uh, just kind of devout uh, Christian and just that's where I thought man. he was going. Like, yeah, he, yeah, that's where I thought you were going that, that he, he'll be. He so felt extreme. so bad that yeah. he had to just get out <laughs> yes. of the limelight and he couldn't be a pro anymore. It, I couldn't even yeah, think of remorse. You guys are right. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden he says, you know, I'm going to dedicate my life to the Lord again. And <laughs> yep. And all I would know, like, but for real dedicated. And then next thing you know, all he does is, is he becomes Gardner Minshew, the Lord um, becomes Gardner Minshew's uh, personal assistant. And there we go. <laughs> $40 million back in the bank. <laughs> yep. Boom. Boom. Creativity. All right. Well, um, I think that does it for the Jag Bag. We, we've, uh, we've we've had a long pod tonight. Uh, we we had some other ones. If we didn't get to yours, um, apologies. We do save all these and we may come back to them. But uh, keep them coming whenever we we put out the call for it because it is fun. It's fun and it's fun. Okay, it is really fun. I promise you, and we like it and you like it. Um, <laughs> I do like it. But for real, thanks. Yes. Thanks for the interaction, people. It's been it's been really fun interacting. Uh, with everybody getting into the pod. So we appreciate that. For sure. Lots it's of been people, the, probably the coolest part. Man. Lots of people part so far. Lots of people coming up to us yesterday saying they love it, blah, blah, blah. So I really appreciate that stuff. This stuff is cool. Yeah, it's been a blast. It's awesome, man. Um, so with that, I think we're going to get on out of here. Like I said, we'll be back um, with a guest or two ahead of Denver, um, probably Monday night, Tuesday morning. Um, and with that, see you later, boys. Um, love you, JB. Lo- love you, JB. Love you, dude. Love you, JB. One and two, baby. Let's go.